As shocking as the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce announcement may be to you, check this out. Bill Gates worked in a deal before he married Melinda that once a year he could take his old girlfriend for a long weekend to stay at a beach cottage in North Carolina. How do you strike that deal? We'll investigate. Coming up. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I was talking to you and Carl about this the other day. I am obsessed with bowls, like bowls of food. And now what I've done is transferred my love of bowls for food into other food. Example. Okay. If you have ever had the little egg bites at Starbucks, you probably, you've never, have you been to a Starbucks? I have not. Bless, Bless you, Carl. Um, you've never been to a Starbucks? I've never been to Starbucks, never had a cup of coffee in my life. Have you ever had a meeting at Starbucks? Uh, yes. One time. Okay. One time. East Cobb. All right. Well, so they have these little things called egg bites, and they're basically just eggs. You know, cooked eggs, but eggs. Anyway, so I put them, this is a little life hack for you. They come in like this tray, and they're really hard to eat, and especially if you're driving and trying to eat, which is I'm not advising, but I put have them put them in a cup, in an oatmeal cup. And then I eat them with my spoon and fork. And you just sort of mix them all together. And I have become an oatmeal aficionado. I love oatmeal, which Never comes, had it. comes in a bowl. Had okay. And then I told you the other day, I am spending a fortune, I hate to tell you this, on these vitality bowls. I'm obsessed. All right. Well, let's stop right there. When you say spending a fortune, mm. how much are they a, a bowl? Well, that's where it gets tricky because you start with your base. And like it, and then you where, add, where is this? Is this is the frozen food section, or is this a restaurant? It's like a restaurant, and then you add in like chocolate chips and coconut flakes and all. Where is this place? And honey, there's one in downtown Alpharetta. But anybody who's listening has like a bowl place near them. You it's kind of like that salad place that it's you a took lot me to. Okay, another example of bowls. By the time you get done, it's a twenty eight dollar salad cob salad bear it's not even a cob salad it, it's a 28 dollars salad i know after you and i ate there you were like i'm Never still again. hungry yeah i'm no, starving we're not ever gonna do that okay but but tell me more yeah you're about right. how much money you're spending okay in salada that's a perfect example bowls of things i love bowls of things it's become my new obsession and there's a dessert bowl there's a um spicy bowl there's a crunchy bowl there's a salty bowl but you're right by the time they put all this stuff on there you're in for a lot well, let's pace ourselves. I'm trying. It's kind of like when we would take the kids to, remember when the yogurt shops or the, the, uh, fro, yeah, the, the frozen Fro-yo. yogurt, mm-hmm. they were the thing. The rage. Yeah. Um, and we would tell the kids, you can't get fruit because it weighs too much. Okay. I didn't say that. Well, to I them. did. Yeah. You can't get fruit because it weighs too much because you pay based on the weight of your cup of, of yogurts. And everybody flops their cup down on that scale. And it's like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. There's worse, there's worse addictions. First thought, Donna, what, what, where did your mind go first when you heard about Bill and Melinda Gates divorcing? And how did you find out? I'm curious about that, too. I think I heard about it or read about it. But I mean, social media? Yeah, social what media. platform? Social media. Okay. My first thought was, it's 27 years. You can't make it. I mean, again, these people who make it 27 years. Most people give up in the first six, seven years. Or maybe like at the 10-year mark, 27 years. Why not just run it out? 
or do something. I mean, they and we're getting ready to get into that. They have such a weird alternative. I'm not going to say weird because everybody has everybody has their own thing. Yeah, they have such a different marriage arrangement. Why not just ride it out into the sunset? Like, and you do your thing. Spend your money. Yeah. I mean, that's why somebody is so miserable. If you've been together 27 years and you're not just like, listen, you go live in this part of the house and I'm going to live in this part of the house. If you have to declare that you're getting a divorce. On Twitter. Yeah. That's like people like 60, 70, 80 years old get divorced. I mean, you are, you really cannot make it another day, stomach another day with this person. I thought I had the note, but the worth is 130 billion with a B, I believe. I know it's B with a B. $130 billion. Bill Gates always had a thing for his old girlfriend. And before he and Melinda got married 27 years ago, Melinda had to agree that once a year, Bill Gates could take this ex-girlfriend on a long weekend getaway to a cozy beach cottage in North Carolina. Sexual, you think? I don't know. No, I, I you can't didn't even think about think, that. You didn't wonder that. I refuse to think of Bill Gates in a sexual way. First of all, did you know? I just read this that there's a term for people who divorce over the age of fifty. Yeah, it's called gray divorce. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. You're looking ahead. Oh, sorry. Around a show. That's fascinating. I've seen that because I put it in there. That's fascinating. So, how many? No, I think they're just like. I'm sure he married Melinda. I always want to call her Belinda. Melinda for her like philanthropic and and all this, you know, they they do great. They have done great things together with their money. Maybe this other woman, it sounds like they're just like two like. They do puzzles or something. Goofy nerds. Yeah. Who like to talk like a, a, a work wife or work husband. Would you wonder, though, if you were Melinda? Yeah. If but at she, some point when they're cuddling. On the couch in the cozy beach cottage along the coast of North Carolina, that Bill gets a Woody and okay, stop. What? I do not want to talk about Bill Gates that way. I'm serious. Stop. And he says, "Hey Regina, why you're here? Okay, I found that missing puzzle piece, the 500th puzzle piece. I just found right here between my ass cracks. Well, there we go. <laughs> Carl Lappin, our producer, says as we roll tape. Or actually, you said, let's uh, let's see if we can do one without an E flag. Carl said, you're on a run. All right, I'm sorry. I'm actually, I'm I, not. I'm not I, just don't, I mean, like, I don't get it, but right. everybody has their own thing. I wonder what, I mean, it's interesting to me that he made her agree to this coming into it. I mean, at least he was honest and said, listen, I'm going to hang out with her. Now, she's married, right? This other woman? The old girlfriend? That I don't know. Oh, yes. No, her, hang on. Let's get this right. Uh, it says here in the article, we play putt-putt while discussing biotechnology. That's what Bill Gates said <laughs> of his private getaways with his ex, Anne Wimblad, who is now happily married to actor Kevin Klein's detective brother, Alex Klein. This is the weirdest story. Who can make this stuff up? These people. So what does her husband, Alex Klein, what, what, does, he, what does he do the weekend that she's off with, with Bill Gates? I don't know. Maybe he's hanging out with Melinda. Maybe it's a swap like Shania Twain. And we don't even know. We need to explain that real quick. Well, Shania Twain and her. So Shania Twain was married to Mutt Lang, 
<coughs> excuse me, and he had an affair with her best friend, and then she married the best friend's husband. Bam. There you go. The rate of divorce has been going down among all types of married couples, with one notable exception. Those older than 50. Like you said, most people you would think are going to divorce within the first few years of the marriage. This generation of 50 plus people, uh, Melinda is 57, Bill is 65, are more likely to divorce than the 50 plus folks who came before them. A trend that is notable enough to have earned its own name, gray divorce. I think that's always been a tricky subject for women is, you know, you're married and you you put into this life and you raise these kids and you know, there was always the thing and it, it really fell. It used to fall more on men. I don't know that that's the case anymore because as we were talking the other day, I believe men become needier as they get older. I agree with that. Um, but it used to be a very controversial thing with women because there was a time I think, and there probably still is this in some marriages where men would wait until the kids were grown and then to leave, to leave because then they don't have to pay child support. They don't have to pay alimony see that would have, that, I, I would never that would not even have been in my brain i would have thought that the kids would be adults and it would be easier to i didn't think of it as a financial thing but you're right i think it goes it, it's both ways and i think that that's when post nuptials became a big deal you've heard of a prenuptial where before you get married if you have um, if you're someone who maybe has land or family money or trust or something you know you do a prenuptial there were a lot of women who you know maybe caught their spouses stepping out or something and at that point said in fact i know someone which i'm not going to name and we're going to do an insertion well they requested a post just like he did on you they they requested a post-nuptial because they know that basically the person is just counting down the time clock until they can leave and then you have a woman who if they haven't been in the workforce has been raising children in all seriousness i agree and is not able to provide for herself and, you know, the man wants to go and get his boat and his 25-year-old right. okay, wife. Yeah, that's a problem. But what were we talking about before that? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh kids. Yes. Let's talk about this. Kids. I think this is like, I think this is a really tricky thing. I have talked to so, and I know so many friends that this happened to, where their parents never argued. They had this seemingly normal life. And then when the kids went away to college, the parents divorced. And it is very tricky emotionally for grown kids because they're like, wait a minute, was my entire childhood like a sham? Were they not happy? Were they, I think that sometimes people think that like, I'm going to wait until our kids are grown and then we'll get divorced. If you're not happy, you're not happy. And it's almost better to just pull off, rip off the bandaid and do it, even though I know you're going to have to, and we've been there, you're going to have to, you know negotiate going from house to house and that type of thing and holidays but I think kids are able to rebound almost better from that because they can deal with the trauma in real time as opposed to going away to school and the next thing you know your mom's calling you and saying listen just so you know me and your dad are not married anymore and we have two different houses you're like what I deposited some money in your account too. have a great day have a great day love you mom yeah it just leaves you with a lot of questions yeah. as a as an adult child do you think that the empty nest syndrome could have played a part and this as well, that um, Bill and Melinda Gates, their, their kids are, I think, 18 to 25. So they certainly flown the nest. So Bill and Melinda are now stuck at home and they're having to have conversations with one another. 
and they're having to communicate and they're having to, the kids aren't there. To, I, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Oh, no, know? I think that happens a lot. And you and I have joked about that, that luckily we have great conversation. We laugh at the same jokes. We make one another laugh that when the kids are gone, we look forward to it because we'll be so old. We, and, what was it? We yeah. say we would entertain one another at a funeral and we have, right. and that's the next episode of this podcast. You're going to hear when Donna dressed as a Vegas showgirl Allegedly. to go to a wake. Allegedly. <clears throat> years ago when we were just friends but. allegedly no i think that could be part of it but i mean i can't even imagine i mean this is such an alternative universe for me these two because he they are so highly intelligent he is so highly intelligent i mean this man is playing putt-putt and talking about biotechnology with an ex-girlfriend with an ex-girlfriend I mean, whose husband knows she's there and, and 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 bill gates wife knows that she's there well he's a private he's what any like a private investigator her new husband so i mean he he's on this I thought it was sad that their wedding anniversary is January the 1st. And so on Instagram, on January 1st of this year, which was their 26th wedding anniversary, Melinda posted, I'm still marveling at just how full a heart can get. Happy anniversary to the man who keeps me dancing through life. And here we are, fast forward, nearly five months and four days, six, seven days, five you know, months and a week later, and... That doesn't apply anymore. But maybe they're happier. You know, maybe her heart is still full, but they're just happier in their in their current way. And I also want to say, like we were talking about men that, you know, are older and leave women. Kind of what we were to dovetail what we were talking about the other day. I do also think there are women who are like, you know, once the kids are out of the house, they're ready to travel and do things. And the husband's like, I don't want to do any of that. I will sit at home watch the Braves. And they're like, okay, this is not what I want to do in life. So I also think it works for women, too, where they're like, I don't want to be with this cat anymore. It's not just a man thing, you know. I think in the end, the most important thing is living a happy life. And if if living in two separate residences or having an adjoining bathroom or whatever is going to make you happy and make sure marriage work, then you have to do what works for you. What you can't do is worry about other people's opinion. Even ours, you know, on, on these two. I mean, like, if this makes them happy, if, if it keeps him from stepping out in their marriage, if it kept him from stepping out in their marriage to have an ex-girlfriend that he could go and play putt-putt with and talk about biotechnology because maybe Melinda hated putt-putt and didn't want to talk about biotechnology, if that helped their marriage, more power to them. As a society, we are so, you know, we fit everything into a box. And if it's not the same box as our box and the neighbor's box, then there's something wrong with it. And so it's kind of like, I think this is quirky as hell. But if it works for them, Good for them. To each their own. But it didn't work because they're getting divorced. But still. <laughs> but maybe that's working for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just whatever works for you. You know, I also think, like, we were joking about it. If you're listening to this podcast and we know that there are people who are in these situations and maybe you are 45, 50 years old and you just don't want to deal with it anymore, then you have the right to do that, too. Just because you've been with someone, all kidding aside, and you've made it 27 years, if 20 of those years have been complete misery, then get on with your life. You know, whatever works for you. Stop. Worry about your own grass, right? Isn't that, Amen. What, isn't that what they say? That's what we say. Yeah. And they had no uh, prenup or post-nup or anything, right? And she, she doesn't, she, she doesn't she, want any yeah, money. Well, she she's got, her, she's got plenty of money. What does she need? This headline grabbed me, so I wanted to bring it into this episode. Woman missing since 2020 found living 
in a tent in Utah Canyon eating moss and grass. Okay. Just let that, we're not even going to discuss it. Just let that headline, that headline there. She's 40, Six months she's ago, 47. she disappeared. Six she, months ago, she disappeared. Because she wanted to leave her alone. We've talked about this before. If I go missing and I'm eating moss and grass in a Utah Canyon, why are you coming for me? Leave me alone. Because the kids are wondering where mom is. Leave me alone. Okay. Don't come in and try to save me. I have found a way to live. I have found moss. I have found grass. I have found a little rock nook to live in. She had access to water from a nearby river. Exactly. The Sheriff's Department first began searching for the woman in November 2020 after uh, Forestry Service officials or officers found her car abandoned at the same campground. Now, is that not sus? No, because... Would you not... if, If you find her car abandoned in the parking lot of the campground where she is staying. She parked it there. Can you listen to read this? Authorities believe the woman voluntarily chose to move to Diamond Fork Canyon. We're not talking about someone who said, I'm going for a hike today, Hyde. If I don't come back, come looking for me. And I like you think, okay, I went to Indian seats and fell over or something. God forbid, you know, she voluntarily, I parked my car and I moved. And here you come with these kids and the authorities. To save me. <laughs> you she just won't enjoy your malls Leave in your tent. Leave me alone. I've got books. I've got everything I need. There's probably some hot camper that comes by every now and then on the trail. Leave me alone. But here, I mean, can't you imagine? Like some man coming. He's got all three kids standing behind him. He's got his hands on his hips. This is where you've been, Linda. For six months. Yeah. We found you. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like I went to the furthest place I could go. But you left your car in the parking lot. Yeah, that was a rookie mistake. Okay. Yeah. New York City has adopted something for the next school year that I think we're going to uh, see most places. I wondered who would be first to do this and how long it would take. Snow days are no more in New York City. That is so sad. Because everybody is now up to speed and able to execute virtual learning. The Department of Education announced this week that students will have to learn remotely during winter storms. That sucks. It sucks so bad. Remember that you would stay up all night and you would watch the 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 ticker at the bottom. Watch, and, to watch and, Glenn and, Burns. And, and, well, that, but we, there was no social media. Right. When it's, we were growing up, you know, you'd have to call a number or you'd find a teacher in the school system because yeah. they had like a phone chain. Yeah. And it, this teacher would call this teacher. Yeah. Then, you what are you hearing? What are you hearing? Right. And, and, and you know... Um, and remember when they would and like when they would scroll up because they do them by counties like you're like because when I was growing up, I was in Cobb County in the suburb that, you know, outside of Atlanta. And so it'd be like Appling, you know, whatever. All the counties would come up. But Bib, you knew when Cobb, you knew when Cobb was getting Bib ready to County, hit. And it's like, stop talking. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. And then it would come up and, it, and, and then they'd skip over Cobb. And you're like, what's going on? In snow days. What you I mean, you just. Oh, my God. You had fun. You were a kid. You were a child. That's part you of being fun. a child. It's terrible. Terrible. Got to sit through remote learning with the winter storm. No more like putting ice cubes. What do you do? You put them in your underwear or put them under your pillowcase or something? Tell me about that. I don't know. You do something with ice. You flush them down the toilet so that the snow will come. You have all these like things that you're supposed to do to get the snow to come so that you don't have to go to school. (laughs) I'd watch the prices right. Here's what I would do. If I was one of those kids, I would say my power's out. 
I can't get on my computer. My power's out. It's snowing. No power. I don't have a full charge. Do you not think, though, that a lot of school systems are going to adopt this policy? Of course. It's set precedent. Well, it's, all, but it's also easier now because the calendar is is set. You don't have those snow days at the end of the school year on the calendar tacked on as days for winter snow, snow days that you took. Well, I'll tell you one. The other day, um, Charlotte was having some stomach issues. And so she, you know, she, we've talked about it. She's been contact trace and she's been in and out, but she was legitimately having some stomach issues. And so she was out that day. And I said to her, okay, well, I need to wake you up to get on virtual. And she goes, mom, I'm sick. Because I was thinking like, are there even sick days anymore? Like, are you legitimately sick? Are you too sick to get on the computer? Like, I don't know. It's crazy. And I'm thinking in the past, I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, if you're sick, you would get your assignments later from your teacher or your friends or whatever, but you wouldn't be doing them in real time. But now, I guess even if you're sick, technically you can do your assignments, log on, do your you know? So. No prep is needed. Everything that you need for every meal that is delivered to you from dinner affairs, ready to cook, ready to cook is needed. Uh, many meals are, are gluten-free, dietary restrictions, uh, chef-prepared, all the kits by hand, using only the most delicious, high-quality ingredients. You simply go to dinneraffair.com. Uh, delivery, listening on upload day, it's delivery day for us today, Donna, from Dinner Affair. I'm so excited. Dinneraffair.com. And you pick the meals that you want delivered to your home. Guarantee quick meals. No standing around for an hour prepping and chopping and cooking. You get to spend quality time with your loved ones. So let's uh, let's do the math for you here. If you order the six chef-crafted dinners package, which feeds four to six people, okay, the six dinner price is only $189. Think of what you would spend on at the grocery store for six dinners or six meats, proteins, whatever. Unbelievable. Comes down to five twenty-five a serving for a family, uh, you know, four to six people with the six chef-crafted dinners. Now, uh, one eighty-nine is the price. Thirty dollars off your first order. Promo code is Caddy twenty twenty-one. Caddy C A D D Y twenty twenty-one at dinneraffair.com. Always ready for changing family schedules. They do ship nationwide. There's no contract and always a money-back guarantee. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner A F A R E dot com. Hot mic, hot mic. Let's talk um, hype songs, and then we're going to uh, get on the Kevin McCarthy story. He was caught on Fox News, a hot mic, they say, bashing uh, Liz Cheney. So, Donna, on the way here today to the App and Media Group, App and Podcast Network, 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta in Alpharetta. What was your song? Mine was, okay, ready? Not not Mitt Romney, but Rip Momney, okay? Because Mitt Romney didn't come out with this record. Okay, you know who that. Mitt Romney is, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is Rip Romney, and it's Put Your Records On. Girl, put your records on. Okay. Is that a new song? No, it's a redo of another song by Corinne Bailey Ray, and probably someone before her. But anyways, it's it's a good version of it. So. Where did you find this song? I hear it all the time on the on the on, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the radio. <laughs> in your automobile. <laughs> in my automobile while I'm driving. How about you? What's your hype song? Stone and Love Journey. Okay. Put it I on there. I love that. Can't go wrong with Journey. Simple search on Spotify. Donna and Caddy hype songs. And you get uh, now almost a year and a half worth of music. That's uh, just, I mean, everything that you can ever imagine. Yes. And I have to do a correction on the hype song playlist because you, in the last pod on the last episode, you had added Van Morrison into the Mystic, which was previously added. I had added to the Cadillac 
and Donna. The original. The original, list. part one. Okay. So on part two, we have Brown Eyed Girl. All right. And that's a Van Morrison song. That's correct. Okay. Uh, don't forget also, if you're flying Atlanta-based Delta, you can catch up on podcasts. The My Second Act podcast. Just uh, hit the Spotify app in your in-flight entertainment. You'll be like screen. elbowing your neighbor. Like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Red Hot Chili Peppers are selling their song catalog for more than $140 million. We've talked in past episodes about uh, what seems to be a trend. Bob Dylan uh, sold his 600-song catalog for more than $300 million. Stevie Nicks sold hers for $100 million. Um, Under the Bridge, Give It Away, Californication, $140 million for Flea. Well, a boys. lot of them. But here's what I don't understand about this. What are these companies? Like, okay, so Bob Dylan sold his to Universal Music. That makes sense. Stevie Nicks sold hers to Primary Wave, and they sold theirs to an, a music investment firm, Hip Gignosis or whatever. But anyways, what are those companies? So are they going to make more than that money back owning the rights to I, this? I, I think that's the plan. I don't know that that would be the case, though. So then every time that music gets played, then that company gets the money. As opposed to members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So there, it's it's almost like a, a like a reverse mortgage or like an insurance policy. They're getting their money up front, and then whoever buys it is hedging the bets that the music will last for a very long time. But like if someone wanted to use it in a commercial or for a movie or something, they now have to pay that company. Right. Okay. Got right. it. Right. Let's talk about music licensing for just a second because Kroger, what are they? What has Kroger spent in oh the last God. year licensing? Um, you and this isn't planned. Um, Exciting! Do, 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 I do, love do. these commercials cool in the now. Game, right? Yes. And, then, and then there's uh, apple bottom jeans, yes. boots with the fur. What did Kroger spend? Millions and millions and millions of dollars. But their commercials are so cute now. For the rights to air these songs in their commercials, I love it. I love those commercials now. So that just shows you music makes it. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy this week was reportedly called on Mike. Uh, he sounds mean. Talking about his displeasure with House Republican Conference Chairwoman Liz Cheney. Just his name sounds mean. This is on Fox and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, the audio, this is 14 seconds you're going to hear right now. It was tough to find. Hmm. I had to dig around on Okay. Um, I appreciate your dedication. Well, it's, I, don't, I don't expect that at all. Here we go. Stand by. I'm getting ready to clog. Uh, I think she's got real problems. I, 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 I've had it with, I've had it with her. It's, you know, I, I've lost confidence. Well, someone just has to bring emotion, but I assume that will probably take place. I'm over her is what he said. Yeah, he's had it. Don and I were having a conversation about this, about hot mics, and about how in the present day, the perfect example is Zoom. And... Um, whether you mute or unmute, because if you unmute and you don't know it, you have a hot mic and anything that you are doing or, or saying, doing visuals with the video, if you, if you mess that up and, and, and your video's on and you don't know it, but um, any conversations that you're having are broadcast to the entire if you're, uh, Zoom there, call. There was one where someone was yelling at their kids, like mean things. And they didn't realize that they weren't. I check my and and then now this is like the new OCD thing when you're in a Zoom meeting is checking and rechecking your mute and unmute. Like you push it, push it, push it, push it. You're like, okay, can they hear me? Huh? Huh? Test. I was party to a deposition this week. Mm, that's always a good segue. And it was on Zoom because of COVID. Well, I did mine two weeks ago uh-huh. for eight hours. 
now it's time to you just sit back and you get to it's like a shit show and you just eat snacks sitting around in your sweats watching okay. watching people squirm all right anyway um i was peering because i'm not on zoom an awful lot like i'm a one-man band here mm-hmm. you know i don't work for i work for myself mm-hmm and so I don't do video conferencing with myself necessarily. So I don't do that whole, makes sense. I don't do a whole lot of Zoom. And so I certainly did not want to mess this up yesterday, you know, where who knows? But I like you said, I was checking it and I mean a thousand times. Yeah. To make sure that check, I was check, no video and, and muted. Yeah, it's crazy. And the Zoom waving is unnecessary. Well, we were laughing about that because like, okay, so I have I have different Zoom meetings because I have different things. So in one of my Zoom meetings, when everyone leaves, everybody waves to each other. And it's like 14 boxes waving. And I and we were joking about it last week because someone that was a waiver said, have you ever gone into a business meeting and when you leave, you're like vigorously waving at everyone, see you later, bye-bye, bye-bye. No, you might shake their hand or you might say, listen, thanks for, you know, getting together today. But it's a very aggressive wave yes. on Zoom <laughs> that people throw up there. It's, it's a, a fervent, very, yeah. it's a fervent wave. Yes, and mm-hmm. unnecessary. Unnecessary. So let's stop that. Okay, oh, all right. And then the other one is in another Zoom I do, uh, one of my, my, well, my boss, there's only three of us in this particular company. So um, they say there's, once we're done with the Zoom meeting, she will say, Donna, stay on. I want to talk to you. And it's nothing bad to me. It's actually sometimes like the third wheel. And, and, And I'm like, no, call me back. And she always gets so mad. She's like, just stay on the Zoom. And I'm like, how do you know that the third Nancy. person that you want to talk to me about isn't still creeping on the Zoom? Like, they could have turned their camera off. I don't know. I'm just like, oh, God, the paranoia. Yeah. I'm like, just call me back. Call me back. Tell the story about the woman who caught her husband cheating. Oh, boy. Because they're riding down the road and he gets a voicemail from his girlfriend. Well, yeah, they had parked at that point. Right. Well, he's right. And so he he's desperate to listen to this voicemail message. So he gets out of the car. And in the video, you can see him standing on the sidewalk. Yeah. So he's li- he's like, oh, let me pull over and just, you know, take this work work call. Yeah. Let me take my work call. I have call. to get out of my car to mm-hmm. listen to this work yeah, call. Yeah. Let me just get out. Yeah. I'm just gonna work message. Yeah. yeah. So he gets out and he's listening to it. Well, what he doesn't know is his Bluetooth is still connected to the car. So his wife hears the message the six, seven message. times because he can't hear it and thinks there's something wrong with his phone. So he keeps he listening to it. He doesn't know it's connected to the Bluetooth in his car. And so six times she's listening to it. And the woman that he's that's on the thing is saying, hello, my love. Why didn't you send me a message? Are you with your wife or what? As a matter of fact, yes. Did he get back in the car? Or did you start running down the street? And then I would have slid over into the driver's seat and ran him down, wouldn't you? The now ex-wife yeah. made a video and decided to upload it on uh, social media. I think it was Facebook and Twitter for revenge. So everyone could see the mistake that her husband's made. And it went viral. We'll include it in the letter this Saturday. Text left on red. That's uh, one big thing. Left on red. Red is the color R-E-D to the number 22828-910. Saturday morning. It'll hit your inbox absolutely free. We don't share your information. We don't sell it. Now, if someone offered to buy it, I got to tell you, I would probably consider it at this point. But okay, right now, we're um, like the red hot chili. Peppers. I'm not selling your yeah. information. You're not selling when your you, catalog. Mm-hmm. Would you join the subscription for the letter? Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Shop now. Pay later. You can take it home today. Uh, it, whether it's for the office, whether it's for your home office, 
whether it's for your home, you're going to find everything that you are looking for at Gallery Furniture, a locally owned business over three decades. You remember, ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna. Wolfman passed uh, 15, 18 years ago, I believe. Donna and her daughter, Marilyn, continued the legacy and tradition of Gallery Furniture. Well, and I love the fact that we've had a couple of... Um pod peeps reach out lately who have been up to gallery furniture and have had the exact experience that we talk about all the time and they're almost they're not surprised but they're like oh my gosh I wish we had gone sooner you you've been telling us this and we have and and we purposefully want to work with people in this podcast number one that are local businesses um, because they are the heart and soul of what's going on right now and the other thing is we want to work with people who are good business partners and so if you go up there you don't you can mention our names but you don't have to because they're going to treat you the same way they treat everyone the same way well let them know that, that yeah, uh, yeah tell drop, us drop, yeah. drop a name if drop you don't a name mind. yes but my point is is that you, you everyone is going to be treated very kindly up at Gallery Furniture. And you're going to get a great deal. I will promise you that. And if they don't have what you're looking for, then she can special order it for you. She's happy to do that. Loaded up that day off the showroom floor, or they got uh, fleet of delivery trucks too. Askforthewolfman.com is where you should start before you hit the 16,000 square foot warehouse and showroom at 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville, Gallery Furniture. All right. Why don't you take the lead for this segment? Well, so... Here's what happened. First of all, I got to, I think I need to clarify this because I've had a couple of people. I'm going to tell a story about a. a I have a pimples popped up right here. It's really okay. me. I'm going to tell a story about where I'm working right now and what happened to a gentleman. But I've had a couple of people ask me, I thought you sold advertising or why are you working in a store? So I feel like I need to clarify this. Okay. So I used to sell, um, I've always sold advertising. You and I worked together. Um, in radio sales and then I worked in print sales. I own my own promotional company, all of this stuff. But when the pandemic came, because I was selling a book that was tied to entertainment venues, it was basically like a playbill. The arts. Yeah. So it was the Atlanta Ballet and Broadway and everything. Fox Theater. That closed. It's slowly reopening. And I do still kind of do that on the side, but I had to have like more of a permanent type job. So I went to work for a men's clothing store as a manager because I had worked with this company um, in a previous life at a magazine that I worked with doing an event with them. And I really wanted to work for them. I love the company. The and culture. Love everything about it. I had never sold men's clothes before, but it's, it's selling is selling. So I preface all this by saying that one of the things that we've been talking about in a couple of the podcasts is I am, we rent out tuxes for weddings and proms and so forth. That's one thing we do. And so a gentleman came in and I, he was the father of the groom. And so him and his two sons came in and I measured them for tuxes and the wedding went great. The tuxes fit. They weren't up to like their kneecaps, thank God. And so he brought the tuxes back and I shipped them back to the company because we don't have tuxes at our store. We get them from a, a distributor. A third party, a vendor. Right. And so he called me probably two hours after the tux had gone on the truck. And he said, I have a horrible story to tell you. And I'm like, oh no, what happened? And he's like, my son, and remember he's the father of the groom. My son had written me a three-page handwritten note to me and my wife about, you know, everything, his, his life growing up and how much he appreciated them and all of this stuff. And guess where the note was? In the coat pocket, jacket pocket. In the jacket pocket of the tux. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it became my mission to get this back for this man because I felt so bad. And I mean, he was like, he, his voice was breaking when he was telling me it. He was like, it was the stupidest mistake. I should have given it. Here's a lesson. Give it to who to hold your wife. Your wife. Yeah. yeah. 
um, and check your coat pockets. But so anyways, I called the company. They flagged the coat. They're trying to find it. They think they may have found it and they're going to say. How long has this been? It's been a while. But I mean, they have so many tuxes coming back in. So anyways, they're going, they're going through the warehouse right now. And so if it's there, I'm going to drive out and get it and get it back to him or they're going to mail it well, how, to how far yeah let's, let's just it's like Austell. yeah let's just have FedEx to it anyway so it got me thinking like what is something that if you lost or what have you lost in your lifetime that it's not just like losing your keys or oh I wish I hadn't lost that that was but something that's so sentimental that if you lost it would just break your heart and there's two for me you had given me this tennis bracelet which there was a time when tennis bracelets were really big. They're not that big anymore. It was big. But it was a push present. You know what a push present is? I was told what a push present <laughs> was, and that's why you got that bracelet, yes. When you have a baby. And you push the baby out. You, you get the diamonds baby and gold yeah, you're supposed to get lottery like, tickets. Like Scratchers. a nice little present. So that was my push present for Olivia. And so I wore it to the CMA Awards in Nashville when you hosted with... Robin Leach. Robin Leach. And I will say that night was a little sideways robin and i got a little crazy lifestyles yeah. of the rich and famous i think i did too listen let me tell you something he he's he he's passed god bless him but um well so let me tell you he, what he's, he's a party dude okay so we stayed at the lowe's in nashville and i put the tennis bracelet when i got home i put it in the safe with some other I, no I, did, I didn't have anything else because it was literally just that because that's all i remember losing and we left and i called them and they didn't know where they said it wasn't there like, mm. but I was so devastated and it wasn't even like, I mean, it was a nice bracelet, but it was just like the sentimental mm -hmm. value of it. And then there's two other things for me. You're going to have a heart act following this to tell but me. I don't, what, I don't to think tell I have me, any. Oh my gosh. You don't have anything that you're sentimental about? I don't, the, I don't think so. The other thing is, um, I have a sweater from my dad who passed away and it was like a golf sweater and I never washed it and it still kind of like smells like him. And so I have it in my closet. I don't wear it, but I just have it in my closet. And then the third piece of clothing is when you had your heart attack, they cut, you had on a white t-shirt and they cut it off you and I still have it and I keep it. It's with my dad's shirt. I'm going to get like all teary. All right. What do you have? Nothing. Uh -oh. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I have a Norm shirt bobblehead doll. Okay. That if it cracked, it would break my heart. That's true. From because Norm Norm Shrutt hired me when I was 19 years old and really rolled the dice on a 19-year-old kid that knew not a whole lot of anything about radio and moved me to Atlanta, Georgia, to one of the biggest, if not the biggest country station in America at the time. And then uh, became an agent and, and very dear friend to both of us and our family. Norm passed back in July of last year. But I, <laughs> who orders bobbleheads of themselves to give norm, to their clients norm shrut <laughs> yes norm shrut does such a great norm move. that's that's norm in a know. nutshell um what else let's talk about your ring your wedding ring okay what happened on the way back from our honeymoon it slid off my finger and wound up well we were on a plane right it flipped off your finger yep because you know when you first get a and i don't wear jewelry at all and 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 so it was very unusual and so you're you're tinkering with it you know and all of a sudden, it's it's rolling down an American Airlines 747 down to the back of the plane. And they came in and American removed seats. Yes. They actually, like maintenance engineers, people came on and they removed a couple of seats and they found it underneath the carpet. It rolled under a seat and under the carpet. Uh, so that was that. And then I lost it again. And the Alpharetta uh, Public Works Department was kind enough to shut down 
what's the road that's next to the quick trip on Haynes Bridge? Yeah. That connects to the new Maxwell yeah. um, uh, entertainment well, no district. One, no one listening knows. Okay. All right. But anyway, but they shut down a road, literally it, it shut down a road. out of your truck. Yes. I, I stopped when I did Terrestrial Radio in the morning. I had a morning show. I would leave the house at 3.30 in the morning. I stopped by Quick Trip on Haines Bridge Road in Alpharetta every morning for 13 years. And somehow, my wedding, same thing. I was tinkering with it, I guess. And it flew out the window of my truck. And so at 3.30, 3.45 in the morning, it's pitch dark. I got to get to work, you know. I, I think I'd mentioned it on the radio. I think we talked. We turned it into a bit, and we talked about the fact that I'd lost it. And... About 11 o'clock, I'm in a meeting, and somebody at the front desk says, hey, you have a call from someone with the city of Alpharetta. And these gentlemen found the ring. How nice is that? And now you don't wear a ring. Is there something, like, did we manifest, like, should we, should you, was it trying to tell us something? Like, you kept losing this ring. This is crazy. You know? Well, I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> um, it just was better just not to have it on. And, and, and yeah, and, and I haven't, I, I don't, I don't wear a wedding ring. I never have. It was, it was, um, that's content for another episode. There are people who are like, what time, so. where are we on time, Carl? What are we at? <laughs> we should probably yeah. say, we'll save it for the next episode. Next episode, episode okay? yeah. Cause there are some people who are so adamant that you have to wear a wedding ring. And then there's some people, once you've been together for like 17, 18 years, it's like, we're married. And you've lost it twice. Does anybody not know? I don't, we're I don't wear a watch. I don't wear a chain. Right. I don't wear, I, I've never worn jewelry of any kind. Right. Yeah, that was funny. The, okay. I mean, I just couldn't believe they found it. And that's a wide swath of road to cover. Yeah, and I was very appreciative and thankful. Yes. All right, so we'll have uh, segment one of the next, you might as well keep listening, the next episode of this podcast will talk about wedding rings and things like that. Okay. I also want to uh, pos- maybe become heated. position one thing for next show is that my dad has always advocated that he invented push presents. Really? So if anybody is listening and has heard of or knew about push presents before like 1990. Let me know. So Ray Appen was Ray Appen created it. There are many husbands who actually are pissed at Ray Appen for coming up with that. Okay. We've got to talk about this in the next one. Probably can he invented it with an ad or something. Maybe like with a jeweler or he came up with it. I think he, yeah, I love this on the run. Yeah, go ahead. If you are currently a husband and you have a pregnant wife and you've not heard of this, this is a great opportunity for you to really stand out. And she she'll, she'll be, or she won't even, maybe she may not even know and just be like, here's your push present. Yeah. Cause if you don't get one, I'd never heard of it until you told me about yeah. it. Yeah. My first wife, Will's mother didn't get one. No. So, okay. Uh, here in the run of show says Mother's Day content and it's empty, but I just wanted to take this moment um, to tell you how thankful our three kids are to have you in their life in the role of their mother. And I was actually, I, 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 I'm going to turn myself in here. I had Googled uh, Mother's Day shit, you know, or poems or something, um, anecdotes that I was going to copy and paste and put in here, and that's why it's blank. And I thought, you know what, you loser, you're not going to do that either. You're going to talk from the heart. So, oh, I love that. Kind of like when the kids make you a homemade birthday card, as opposed, you know, when it's they used to do very sweet. That, you know, so happy Mother's Day. Just remember um, that, basically on this Thursday that all we mothers want this weekend is for you just to leave us alone. Okay. On Father's Day, we like to give the kids to you. Mm -hmm. Happy Father's Day. Y'all do something together. On Mother's Day, we just want to be left alone. I mean, eventually. We want to have our brunch and we want to, you know, have everybody tell us how much they love us and everything. Mm -hmm. But then at some point, 
We just want to go take a nap or be left alone. So Will, Olivia, Charlotte, and myself are much better people because we have you in our life. Thank you. It's very sweet. And all my fur kids. Yeah. Dogs and cats. Yes. Crazy stuff. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Thank you.